We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hello and welcome into the Rotowire Fantasy Soccer Podcast. My name is Andrew Laird, Senior Soccer Editor of Rotowire, joined once again by Ryan Belangi today to talk about Wednesday's England versus Denmark showdown for the final uh, UEFA Euro 2020 semifinal uh, slate. Ryan, we were just casually talking about yesterday's slate, uh, Italy and Spain, and I feel like from the back, the touting, backslapping method, we should... Uh, take credit for the Murata sub goal. We kind of expected him to start, but when he didn't, he became kind of that perfect sub upside play. And so uh, I'll take the uh, the back class slapping on that one. Uh, yeah, definitely. The, the top eight finishes in the main GPP were all unique and they all had Murata. Um, he ended up being three and a half percent owned, quite high for a sub. So yeah. Uh, other people appear to like that strategy as well. Um, yeah, it didn't. I got a few things wrong uh, about that game. I guess my, my love for Italy sort of clouded the fact that, uh, you know, we've kind of been avoiding teams against Spain because they're so good at possession and it's tough to get a lot of floor points against them. And I just ended up with too much Insignia, too much Verratti, um, and then consequently not enough. Uh, Spain for the most part. Uh, I thought it was one of the tougher showdowns just because, especially when the lineups came out, you weren't entirely sure who was going to take set pieces. You're not entirely sure who's going to get sub first on either side. Um, so yeah, I think today's, uh, today's England Denmark game is much easier. Um, so excited to talk about that. I think the thing that, gets me about yesterday at least is like we knew that Spain would have a lot of possession and yet I didn't put it together like that obviously means like as much as Spain has the ball Italy cannot produce fantasy points and I I underestimated that too much um so that I like that's simple and yet it's just I just like looked beyond it because I was like oh no Italy score fantasy points and Spain just kind of passes the ball around but like fundamentally, if one team has the ball a lot, the other team's not going to have many opportunities for fantasy points. Yeah. Um, same thing happened to me. Uh, it was a weird showdown in a lot of ways. Like it's, it's, it, 
Danny Almo was going to get subbed for one right before he got the assist. And it's also possible that Chiesa was going to get subbed right before he scored. Yeah. And then both teams ended up making changes. So they ended up as the top two scorers. That was, that was a big swing too. Um, yeah. Yeah. That's all it is. All right. You described this uh, England-Denmark showdown as much easier, which I don't know if that necessarily says it's easy, but it is much easier, we'll say. So understandably, England favored uh, at Wembley. I don't think anybody is really playing in cash. I don't think anybody's playing for a Denmark win. But we have talked about how like England haven't really produced a ton of fantasy points in their games, like floor points at least. Uh, they don't take a lot of shots, so they don't put a lot of shots on goal. They don't create a lot of chances. The quarterfinal game was a little different. Uh, they just kind of blew it off. Uh, amazing what happens when you put Jaden Sancho on the field. But we also don't know if he's going to start this one. It seems like Gareth Southgate's more comfortable, at least over the course of the tournament, playing a more defensive style. But Denmark, like we love for floors, uh, and so... Does England pull kind of a Spain tomorrow or yesterday of, you know, do they have enough possession where we don't get enough fantasy points from Denmark? Yeah, um, it could be, it could be that way. Um, So I'll just sort of explain why I said it was easier. And that was just because, yeah, we have a big favorite with England um, who hasn't allowed a goal yet. Um, they have a keeper that's relatively cheap um, and they we know sort of where their fantasy points are coming from. We also have a pretty good idea of who gets subbed and that's kind of the same for Denmark. We know sort of where their floor points come from. We know what subs they make. Um, so that's part of what I mean by just it's it's easier and then also it's easier from it for a G, from a GPP point of view. Um, to know that England's going to be very popular. England stacks are going to be very popular. Yep. Clean sheet stacks are going to be very popular. Pickford's going to be very popular. So, I mean, it's very easy to just play one of the Denmark strikers and not Jordan Pickford and make lineups that way. Um, I'll definitely be making uh, quite a few lineups that play for a Denmark goal quite a few lineups without Pickford just because of how popular he's going to be. So it's not easy, obviously, because Denmark has to score. You know, it's not easy to win, but it's at least easy to figure out a strategy um, that will be unique in GPPs, at least more unique, because I think we're going to see like a lot of the same same sort of lineups. I agree. I think there's going to be just a ton of duplication and it's all going to be England. And I think what's kind of good about this slate is you don't have to play for a Denmark smash to get that different. Like, I think there are going to be enough people playing England that one or two tweaks could be enough to get unique uh, or at least high enough in the leaderboard that if Denmark do score, then most likely the Pickford lineups are dead, uh, at least in terms of winning GPPs. Yeah, I agree. Um, Stacking Denmark is probably not needed and very hard to be optimal probably too. So yeah, you, uh, we were talking about, uh, constructions yesterday. Um, if you're playing for a Denmark goal, like a three, three, three construction is fine. I mean, you're going to want England players too. Um, it's see, it does 
like you were saying at the start, it, it does seem hard for uh, five Denmark players to be optimal. Um, for instance, it, it, I mean, there would have to be multiple goals, you know, yeah. of course it's possible. Um, but yeah, probably not necessary to, to build lineups like that. Yeah, the 5-1 the Denmark stack is probably going to be pretty low owned. So if all you care about is ownership, then I suppose that's where you go. But just looking at like the team stats on our cheat sheet here, just the teams couldn't be any more different for floors. That, I mean, England, I think I said this on the last, on the quarterfinal slate, they must've been on this, but like Denmark average almost as many shots on goal as England do shots, like total shots. And we know that uh, England is just not a high scoring team. Usually Uh, they're coming off a pretty big win, but I don't know. It just seems like even a five, one England stack doesn't seem like that's going to be the optimal because there are just not a lot of fantasy points that are coming out of any of the English attackers, at least. I mean, we can talk about their defenders in a little bit and Pickford is going to be popular, but I don't know. It just, it seems like to, to actually maximize fantasy points, you're going to need multiple Denmark pieces because that's just kind of how they play. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. I think those, those stats, like you make a great point with those stats. Um, so yeah, not only is the Denmark Denmark is cheaper, they're going to be less popular, and they they also possibly get m- more floor points. So it just all makes sense, yeah, to to play a bit more Denmark uh, in your lineups. Like it, like you said, it could be optimal, and it it also could be optimal from like a game theory or strategy uh, perspective as well. It just seems like the it's it's possible. Because England aren't like a high possession team like Spain. So we do expect Denmark to have the ball. It, it's not crazy that Denmark, you know, if you just look at floor points, that Denmark actually outscores England tomorrow. But obviously the goals matter. Like mm-hmm. <laughs> England is expected to score more goals. But from, a, from everything else, shots, crosses, chances created, like it just seems like it's possible that Denmark scores better in a lot of spots. I agree. Like I'm not expecting England to just come out and dominate. And I, I mean, I think people might think that just by looking at the odds and just by looking at what they did to Ukraine or remembering that game, if you watched it, but yeah, they're still going to need goals. And also Denmark's actually a decent team. Um, so I, I think it's like a more, yeah, even matchup from like a fantasy point perspective, especially, um, the odds, like England are big favorites. Yeah, they're at home and haven't allowed a goal, but it doesn't mean like they're big favorites to score all the fantasy points. Right. Exactly. Exactly. So diving into salaries and where everyone is, England obviously are priced way up because they're the favorite. I mean, it's it's not surprising that they're all of these guys are expensive. Is do you think Mason Mount is actually the most popular captain on the slate as like um, presumably the set piece taker for England? That's a good question. Um, yeah, I would think like the most it's, I always struggle to know who's going to be the most popular captain. Yeah. He will be among them. Um, Mount, uh, 
Kane, Sterling, maybe even Shaw, Pickford. But yeah, f- from the attackers, um, Mount seems like like I guess an optimal sort of captain in a in a cash build, and that usually um, leads to him or those players being popular in tournaments as well. So yeah, I'd expect Mount to be very popular. I mean, and he he should be. Yeah. I was, uh, so those of you who are listening to the audio version of this won't be able to see this, but on, I have the cheat sheet up uh, for our video here and it's currently sorted by price. So we have all the England guys who are extremely expensive, Kane, Sterling, Mount, Foden, Sancho, Shaw, Graylish, and then we get to Casper Dolberg uh, as the next, as the highest uh, priced Denmark guy. But if you sort it by floor points, it's like the exact opposite. It's like all Denmark. Uh, mm-hmm. except for Mount. And so mm-hmm. that's kind of what, like Mount is going to be everywhere in cash. So don't like, I think he's the cash captain and you kind of go from there. But, and and I think it's probably going to be a ton of Mount, Kane, Pickford lineups and you can kind of captain whoever you want in there. But I think that's basically where everyone goes. And given the floor points that Mount provides also, like I'm not sure he's, needs to be faded in GPPs either. It's just like you just play him with a little more Denmark or maybe fade Kane and try to get the goal elsewhere. But I don't know. It just seems like Mount is just going to be popular everywhere. Yeah, it does. And, you know, like you said, he should be. That 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 uh, chart is pretty wild that you have up there with Denmark having all the floor points and then just Mount. Uh, what I will say is Mount was like very close to busting against Ukraine. That's true. Um, he finished with, let's see, seven floor points without the assist. Um, and he took two, two corners, I believe. Um, so yeah, I guess it's in spite in, in previous spots like this, I would just, I just loaded Mount. I mean, like close to a hundred percent ownership, but I've sort of stopped doing that because I, I see paths where, where it doesn't happen. Yeah. He definitely has the highest floor, but um, unlike on the set pieces uh, that weren't corners, I mean, he wasn't even standing over them. It was Shaw and Sancho. I mean, that was a little bit worrying, Um yeah, I still think he's like he's the best play, uh, you know, not considering ownership. Um, but I'll fade him uh, in a few spots too. I guess is is my point. Yeah, yeah. So th- we have a comment here from Matt, uh, who is in our Discord. Matt's a GPP player, and he was considering. He brought this up yesterday, actually, considering like a Denmark stack, and because that's how he thinks. If yeah. If everybody's going to play England, let me go play Denmark. And he said he was going to do a 4-2 Denmark stack. But he seems like you could even do a 3-3. I love this question. It says you can do a 4-2 Denmark or even a 3-3 build and just hope for a one nothing England win and captain the English goal scorer. Uh, so, like, theoretically, you could captain Kane and then go a heavy Denmark lineup. Um, I love that idea. I love it, too, so much so that, like, I'm looking at – a bunch of the lineups that I've made so far, they're in like blocks of five and I have those exact lineups. Uh, <laughs> I, um, I also have four, two Denmark uh, lineups, three, three with Casper. 
Um, so yeah, Matt, uh, I love that strategy. That's what I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to have quite a few lineups like that too. Yeah. It just, I'm, I'm just trying to think of the reasonable probability that like a five, one England stack works and uh, yeah, sorry, they just ahead. have to blow the doors off of Denmark for that to happen. And you have to get all the goals, right. But like, I, I'm just really struggling seeing that from a floor perspective, even like I, it, you need the England guys to get on the score sheet because they're most likely not outscoring the cheaper Denmark guys that are, you know, that you're also possibly considering. Yeah. So I agree. Um, partly, uh, I don't know if okay. they have to blow the doors off. Like let's just take a, a one nil England win. Um, you have Mount, and let's say a goal scorer and the assist. So that's three. Pickford would be four. A clean sheet would be five. And, you know, you run it back with like Stryger Larson or something. Um, so five one stacks are are in play still. I, I think they'll be super popular. Um, but like I agree, the part that I agree with you about is uh, they need that goal and they need that clean sheet or else um, – the floor points like aren't there and then Denmark seems more viable. Makes sense. Absolutely. So, like, you know, two nothing, sorry, two, two nothing England win. Like, yeah, five, one stacks are, are clearly in play, but okay. um, otherwise I think you'd want to have some Denmark. Right. So the, the lineup obviously is kind of up in the air. We don't know if Sancho is going to start. Saka is a little banged up, but it seems like all the local, English media thinks Saka might start, but we'll know lineups beforehand. But mm -hmm. realistically, is the the pool of players from England, Kane, Mount, Sterling, Shaw, Pickford, and then one of Saka, yeah, we, Sancho? Yeah, like, and I'm glad you listed them off like that, too. Like, the last one you kind of threw in there, Saka. I mean, that... That's a guy I'm looking at if he starts because he's likely to be the sixth most popular out of the England, right. and and he's also cheaper than all those guys. So yeah, um, if I'm targeting England, I like that. Um, but I, like you said, yeah, I think you know Sh Mount will be popular. Shaw, Sterling, Kane, Pickford, like those are those are the five plays I guess that um, people will be on. And pretty much everybody else, I mean. I think they're just fillers like Rice and Phillips, Calvin Phillips, since that first game has been useless for mm -hmm. fantasy points uh, to the point that Rice is now more expensive than Phillips. Walker like never does anything. And for GPPs, I feel like every time I think Walker, I'll never consider Walker. Then all of a sudden he gets that like once in a blue moon assist or something. Maguire's obviously like a huge target in the box. Like I think you can play him, but. I don't think any of those guys are like priorities. And I mean, we mentioned six of 11 guys <laughs> that are probably going to be popular. So, uh, you know, the other ones I think are, are fine. I think if you're trying to play center back roulette, like Maguire will definitely be higher owned than stones. So um, there's that. And they're just as likely to score, you know, like. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, 
and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Yeah, um, I think McGuire will be semi-popular. Yeah, considering his price and that he just scored and that, yeah, I mean, we said he was a better play than Kyle Walker last time and he scored. Um, You know, Declan Rice and Phillips, you're right. Like, I I don't – I'm going to try to avoid – rostering those those guys i think people will maybe try maybe have them in in some stacks just because they're cheap and they let you afford more england um declan rice almost scored last game um so i guess i would prefer him to phillips just because it seems like maybe he'd be maybe he'd be less popular because he's more expensive and got subbed and because of phillips's history but yeah, I'm I'm not trying to go to those guys. I like your call though of Stones over Maguire because I would like I would I never play Stones over Maguire and and like I I never play Stones uh over um Laporte or Ruben Diaz on yep. City either and and other people I think feel the same way and it's and it's for good reason because he's he's not as likely to score as Maguire, but he still can. And he still gets his head on crosses, and he'll he'll be um, definitely less popular. So I like you know maybe going to him to um, try to get a little bit um, more different or unique in in some of the chalkier England lineups. Yeah, I mean neither of them are going to have good goal odds. Let's see, McGuire, no, no, eight fifty stones plus one thousand. I mean it's not even that different. Um, not that goal odds are everything, but yeah. I mean, if you're going to go for a punt goal, like take the guy that nobody else is playing because everybody's going to try to go to the other one. Um, there's really not much thinking in that. It's very, it's a very basic idea. Uh, but why, why would I play Declan Rice or Calvin Phillips if I can play similarly priced and probably cheaper attackers from Denmark? I mean, yeah, you wouldn't unless like it's a lineup with Pickford, unless it's a clean sheet lineup. Oh, sorry, sorry, no, sorry. Um, Phillips and and Rice. Like, if I'm gonna play Phillips at um, thirty-two, is he that cheap? No. Yeah, th- thirty-two. He's the cheapest England. Oh yeah, player. yeah. Sorry, I had my. Uh... Yeah, so it was more like, why would I play? those guys as opposed to the Denmark guys. Um, Like, is it possible that England scores? I mean, it's obviously possible England scores early, but it just seems like if Denmark has to chase this game at any point, 
they can they can chase like they they know how to do it and so no no, no I, I definitely agree um they're just like the, the england guys are are cheaper i mean like i, I still think like like 5400 for hoiberg and and 4800 for delaney like that seems too expensive like, okay that's fair if, if you're just comparing them to rice or or uh phillips but um Stryker, Larson, and uh, Mela are are decent prices. Like and you see, it's tough with Denmark because you know you 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 want to run it back with these guys, like even like a Damsgaard, um, but but he needs to get involved in a goal, or like yeah. it, it might not even work. Um, so, like when I'm it. It all depends on the construction. Like that's why I, I I see these England stacks being popular because like it doesn't necessarily make sense to play some of these cheaper Denmark guys unless unless they score. So I, I guess in those type of lineups, then I would play them. Stryger, Larson, and Melo were like the first two guys in my lineup. And it was less that I'm like, I need Denmark, but like, I thought they were the most reliable floor guys. I've -hmm. been burned like so many times by Brathwaite, Damsgaard and Dolberg, I get wrong, like every slate. And so it just seemed like the two guys on the wing were the most consistent. The minutes worry me a little bit, particularly with Stryker Larson, but you know, I'm not, I think they probably outscore the, whoever England has on the other side. Right. Um, I feel the same way uh, that, yeah, the, the, they stuck out to me. Um, I think, you know, they'll be relatively popular, at least on the de- from the Denmark side, and they should be. And, yeah, Stryker Larsen, the minutes worry me a little bit there too. So, like, you know, we're, we're going back and forth here, and, you know, the, these, you know, decisions are tough. That's why I think it just – just really makes sense to have a have a score in your head and, and when you make the lineups because then you sort of don't have to make these decisions or i guess you know when when a goal is going to happen too like like a player luke shaw for instance who who's going to be popular um and he should be uh we talked about luke shaw last time like we we almost turned it into a luke shaw appreciation podcast um, <laughs> I saw actually they were interviewing him at halftime of the Spain game. And he was talking about how uh, Roberto Carlos followed him on Instagram and the teammates are starting to call him Shawberto Carlos. Um, <laughs> he he had an interview last week. I'm sure people saw where he was talking about how he, he wanted, he wished Bukayo Saka was his son. I mean, he, he, all jokes aside though, sh- sh- he's got all, all the confidence in the world right now. And, it's like he's a great player, so of course he's going to be popular. But um, the way I'm going to use him at least is, you know, I'll have him as a run back on Denmark uh, lineups where I think Denmark or where I'm playing for Denmark to get a first half goal. Yeah. And then maybe on my England lineups, I won't have him. And like if England get an early goal, uh, it's very possible that Shaw doesn't end up on the winner. So like – when, when I like players, but they're going to be popular, um, I'll just like let the lineup sort of make the decision on whether I play them or not, or, you know, how I think 
or how I need the, the game to go for that lineup to work. That is like a brilliant way to think of it. I don't think I've ever thought of it that way. That working off of a, a score idea and what has to happen for that. And then, yeah, once you, once you do that, the, the player pool immediately gets smaller. Like if you think this game is 2-1, you're probably not playing Pickford or Schmeichel. Mm-hmm. You're probably not playing these center, you know, you're not playing defenders at least for clean sheets. And so, but maybe play them for a goal over the, you know, Rice or Phillips or something like that. But you're right. It's uh man, that is brilliant. Well, th- thanks. Um, I hope, I, or I think, I think that that's like a good place to start um, when, you know, when decisions are tough and when outcomes are so variable, like you said, it, it kind of, eliminate some things for you and highlight some other things for you. Um, you, you just like think about what's going to happen if, you know, this team scores um, in the first half or the second half, or just what the final score is going to be and how it's going to get there. If you, if you think about it that way, lineups become much easier to make. Do you think Shaw and Mount are basically the, like the ideal Denmark goal runbacks? I mean, yeah, I do. Um, it like seems like that's going to be popular. Like that's what I have right now, but you know, not, not as many people will play for Denmark, but yeah, like I, I think, I think those are the, I, I, I'll look for, Let like me, I said, that I'll look for some, some way to try to little, to get a little bit different. But like I said, I made some four, two lineups and, you know, just initially they have mountain Shaw as the run back. It just, it just makes sense with how they play. Yeah, I wonder how many people overlook the fact that those guys are going to be the ones creating all these chances, and they actually think that Kane is the the right run back. Um, yeah, okay. Not to it's, say Kane's a bad run back, but like that you're gonna, and obviously Kane only needs like one action to make that work, mm-hmm. but it's also um, the least likely action to happen amongst the three of them. Yeah, uh, I do. You know, that's a tough one too because. I do sort of like Kane as a run back, even um, just because like you you don't, even though if your lineups have Schmeichel, you don't need him to have a clean sheet. And even if Kane doesn't score, um, he had, you know, the highest floor on England last game. And we're pretty sure that he, at least I think, yeah, I I think he did. Um, Yeah. Um, And, yeah, you can just afford it. And I think he's like guaranteed 90 minutes. And if they're chasing the game, he's going to be taking shots. He's going to be getting shots assisted. So just from like a whether it's optimal or not, I do like see the possibility of Kane. Um, though He's always so popular. But like that's one where I could see, you know, like, of, like again, in an optimal like lineup, Mount would be a better run back than Kane. But I can see like fading Kane or sorry, fading Mount for ownership reasons and having like a Kane run back or even a, a Sterling run back. I was going to say, do you think Sterling is like really overlooked because everybody just wants to play Kane and Mount? Um, I don't think he'll be overlooked in like England lineups just because um, he's been scoring goals and he's starting to, you know, he's gotten quite a bit of hype and like rightfully so. Yeah, no, I don't think he'll be overlooked with so many people on England, but I think he'd be overlooked in Denmark lineups for sure. Okay, that, yeah, that makes sense. 
I mean, yeah. just for everything we were saying, he really doesn't make a ton of sense as a run back. Right. Other than he could score. But pretty like, much. Yeah. Like he you 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 don't really it's definitely it's harder to see Sterling uh outscoring those other three England players from a floor or outscoring them from a floor perspective. Right, right. So how do we choose amongst these extremely frustrating Denmark forwards that I've gotten wrong the entire tournament? Oh man. I've gotten them wrong the entire tournament too. <laughs> for for the most part, yeah, especially Brathwaite. Um I don't have anything on, you know, whoever really. Um like I agree. There's just I like would, if I if I'm just like deciding between one again, I'm just going with Brathwaite because his floor is higher. I mean, probably and be and but more so because I'm more confident about his minutes. Okay. Like much more, much more confident about his minutes. Not that like that's too big of a deal, especially if like uh, you know Dolberg will play the whole first half. So of course, of course he can score, and he I would assume he'll be less popular just because he's more expensive and because of that. Um, but I'm not. I don't really like. I don't have a take on either of these guys. I, I'll play all of them, and I'll play um, Damsgaard too. Um, but like you know, just from like a game theory perspective, like you, I, I don't like, uh, I'm not partial to them for any reason. Yeah. I think that's the toughest part for me is it's like, Oh yeah, let me get a Denmark forward. And then it's now I need like a three-sided coin and I just pick whoever ends up there. Cause I, nothing really differentiates them for me. I mean, Damsgaard's minutes are probably the least likely to be consistent or the lo- least like most likely to be, the lowest, I'll put it that mm-hmm. way. But he's also the cheapest. So, like, yeah, yeah, I was just, he's also the cheapest. And, you know, maybe he has, yeah, he has a better floor definitely than Dolberg. Um, well, actually, I don't know. You know, I should be careful saying stuff like that, but it seems like it. He's cheaper and, uh, you know, more of a creator. Um, again, I think they're all good plays, fine plays, whoever you like, whoever fits in in what you're doing. Is it reasonable to play multiple, multiple Denmark forwards? Yeah, I think so. Just because of the like assist. Um, If they score one, you know, one of them assists, like the guy who gets the assist should, should score 10 points too. Um, So yeah, that's like, it's a tougher tougher path, but I think it's okay. I know I'll, I'll end up doing it like just sort of because there's no one else to play in, in some, in some lineups, like your pools really narrowed down. If you, if you play for specific outcomes. Right. Right. Who's the, who's today's Murata? Ooh, uh, sub sub is tougher today. Definitely. It's tough to know who's going to come on uh, for England. So like the scenario I would play for, the, the the one happened that I don't play for last night, which is the other team scores and then the sub comes on. That's fine too. The scenario that I play for is like 0-0 zero, zero in the second half, England, you know, need a goal and are trying to score, you know, and they take off Sterling, Sancho, you know, not Kane, but like, you know, they have in the past. So it would be, 
I don't know, Rashford, you know, you could make an argument for Calvert-Lewin, but like, I, I should say too, I don't love subs as much because it's like, it's tougher to predict in this game. And um, I feel like he play, he will play the guys like Kane and Mount, you know, I don't expect them to come off. I expect Sterling to play, you know, a decent amount too. Um, so yeah, I mean, you know, Rashford, Grealish, Foden, I don't know, like, it's a tough one. I'm go going through it now. And you don't love it because you just don't know who's going to come on. So again, my advice, I guess, would be this play the guy who's going to come on. If you like, think, you know, who's going to come on or like, that's the guy I would play. Um, yeah. But it's tough. I, I, again, sorry, sorry. If you want a Denmark sub, I mean, Paulson will come on. Um, now he, I, I don't want to play a Denmark sub, but like, I guess, I, I guess I haven't considered it, but but you could, I mean, you know, you know, England goes up one nil in a lineup without Pickford, you play Paulson or something like that. You know, I'm just sort of throwing random strategies out there, but it seems like it would make sense. <laughs> it, I don't know. It it's just easier yesterday. Because, sorry. Sorry. I was gonna say it was much easier yesterday because we had two teams that sub their forwards a ton and we yeah. saw a bunch of rotation. I mean, like, uh, Murata and Moreno were starting earlier in the tournament and then all of a sudden they weren't in. It's like, you, you probably knew they were coming in. We made the point that if you want to play a sub, uh, I think we were actually using it for Italy, but like you pay, play Belotti because he, you know, could come on for a mobile and you want the sub to have goal upside. Like we're mm -hmm. not coming in for a center back. We're not pulling another defensive midfielder off the bench. Like you want a guy who's going to score and the guy's most likely to score in this game are starting like, and and are most likely staying in the game at least from the England perspective. Like you want whoever comes in for Kane, but if we right. think Kane's playing ninety, then it's right. not there. Like I love the idea of Rashford. Maybe he comes in for Sterling or something like that. I think Rashford's probably more likely than Calvert Lewin, but Me it's too. like such a long shot. But I mean, I guess Foden could be a, a score. Right. Like I just don't see someone like Graylish or Sancho actually scoring. Right. Yeah, no, that's a good point. When we, uh, yesterday's game, you know, Murata was guaranteed to come in basically, yeah. you know, like you said even Moreno too. And then Berardi and, uh, Belotti and they all can score goals. So those are just like easier plays. Like you said, uh, if this is England, yeah, I'd target the guy who's going to come in for Saka or, Sancho or whoever starts in that position. So, yep. yeah, you know, if I had to pick one, you know, maybe a Rashford or a Foden or yeah, that, but yeah, it's, it's tough. Uh, wouldn't, uh, uh, wouldn't hate it too. If you just don't play any subs on this slate, <laughs> <laughs> it definitely seems like a less viable sub slate than yesterday. It's a reach. Yeah. But you know, they'll instead of uh, you know, Murata was three and a half percent owned. You can get a guy at a half percent owned tonight, uh, most likely. Right, right. Yeah, that's it'll be very, very low. Something. I mean, and again, it's just one of those things. I was thinking. I mean, it's when that game is zero zero. I mean, you you just you. I wish I had subs. I guess is what I was thinking last night. So if it does happen, I mean, this game goes one twenty. You're just sitting so good if you end up having a sub in those spots. So if this is scoreless after 120, double goalkeeper seems like it probably worked out. Uh, I actually, one of my lineups yesterday, the cash was, I had Simone and not Donnarumma. It was a, 
I don't think it was an Insignia captain. I can't even remember at this point, but it was basically like an Italy lineup, but I had Simone because I was like, I think he's going to outscore the similarly priced Spain guys. Yeah. So I did that. Schmeichel yeah. is not dirt cheap, but he's cheap. He's kind of in that Delaney, um, Maguire, Sto- or actually Stones is cheaper. So do you think Schmeichel does enough like if Schmeichel concedes, do you think those lineups are dead or it's, no. it feels like it is like we were talking about how if, you know, if England score, they're probably not like taking a ton of shots and pouring it on. So Schmeichel ends up there with like a one nothing loss with maybe one save. But do you, do right. you see a path where he yeah, works no, out even if he concedes? Absolutely. Yep. Okay. Um, I think, uh, like you said, he's cheap enough. Not dirt cheap, but cheap enough. And if the opposite happens, where England don't score till the 85th minute and they're firing shots in until then, um, yeah, absolutely. And just the the guys in that range around him are not good. So there's like a lot of uh, there's scenarios where he can score six points and be on the winner. So um, that's yeah, it's okay. Like even in you can play double keeper lineups too in like a one nil England win that that works too. For full disclosure, one of the lineups I put together had like forty. What is Schmeichel? Yeah, forty six hundred left, and I put Schmeichel in, and I'm like, I actually am just going to duplicate this lineup, but instead of Schmeichel, I'm going to put Maguire in because if Maguire does anything, it like directly crushes Schmeichel. Like he either scores a goal or he gets a clean sheet, and so. That no, it was almost too easy to do that. Yeah, uh, you know, great point though. Um, I'm doing similar. I'm gonna do some similar things. It's like a, they're basically the same price, so it's a really good sort of just make both lineups sort of thing. Right. Right. Anything else? Did we forget uh, anyone that we should have talked about? Um, I don't think so. Um. I still just love this idea of build lineups to the score. I don't know why I don't, maybe I, I mean, I kind of do it. It's more, I consider the bigger range outcome or the lower range outcome. So like the, you know, dominant clean sheet win or the close clean sheet win, but I I just don't, and it's less of like the whole lineup that I'm building around that and more just like, okay, if, if England get a clean sheet, then I need Pickford. And if I just end up on Maguire, like that's fine because I get the clean sheet, but I don't build the rest of the lineup enough like that, I guess. Yeah, no, it's not something that I've always done either, but I I, I sort of used to do just more like you said, but I've started to get more specific with it. And I think uh, it tends to work out better, or at least it makes, uh, if you're thinking very specifically about it, it sort of makes, it makes your decisions easier and sometimes, sorry, usually better, at least I think. So yeah, it's, it's, it's a, it's a really good starting point, like a, like a template to go by or yeah. yeah i mean pretty much everything i do is like fundamentally i want to reduce the player pool to as small as possible so that i can just Me make too. good lineups and yep. that's that's the easiest way to do it hmm. only took me until the sem- second semifinal to finally get this information all right if anybody has any follow-up for me or Ryan, you can find us in the Rotowire Discord, which is open for all subscribers. Just go to rotowire.com slash chat to get in there. If you're not a Rotowire subscriber and want to try us out for free for 10 days, just go to rotowire.com slash soccer trial. 
uh, gets you access to the entire site, all the sports we cover. So if you're getting ready for our fantasy football season or baseball in the middle of it, uh, that's all there. And uh, X, you also get access to that Discord chat. Uh, if you've been watching this on YouTube, if you could please hit the like button below. And if you're listening to the audio version, if you could please like or rate and review it wherever you listen. Ryan, good luck tomorrow. Thank you for all of that information. And we will be back later this week to talk about the final, which is on Sunday between Italy and who you got? England, uh, if I have, if I have to pick one, um, England, uh, two to one, two one. All right, love it. All right, good luck, everybody. Thanks, Andrew. Good luck, everybody. Thank you for listening to the RotoWire Fantasy Soccer Podcast. For more great content, visit RotoWire.com/soccer. The headlines remind us daily: the world is a dangerous place. The elites in charge say everything's fine, stop noticing, but you know better. And your gut knows that time is short to prepare for a world that is four missed meals away from chaos. My Patriot Supply has helped over three million families become more self-reliant and is the company Americans trust to prepare. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com and secure their best-selling three-month emergency food kits. Each contain delicious breakfasts, lunches, and dinners, averaging over 2,000 calories per day. Secure at least one food kit for each family member. For a limited time, save $200, plus get free shipping on all their Ready Hour 3-Month Emergency Food Kits. You're not ready if it's not Ready Hour Foods. My Patriot Supply also has solar power generators, water filtration units, biomass stoves, heirloom seeds, and critical survival gear. Shop MyPatriotSupply.com today. MyPatriotSupply.com